trying to make it right These people won't let me go I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow I'm just trying to make it right These people won't let me go Let me grow, let me go Let me grow, let me go They should know, they should know They should know, they should know I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow I'm just trying to make it Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I am joined with my guest, Julie Nolan, for a very special episode. Born in West Texas, Julie F. Nolan has forged her own path without forgetting where she's from. An Americana roots rock country troubadour, she is known for her energetic and passionate performances. Now in Austin, Texas, Nolan plays both solo and with a full band at the Saxon Pub, Rustic Tap, Armadillo Den, and all over the hill country. She has also been regularly touring around Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. Nolan's highly anticipated album, Songs of Dignity and Grit, was released in 2016. The most recent singles, Trouble Junkie, Texas, and Hey Bartender, have been in regular rotation at community radio stations in Texas, Louisiana, Missouri, and Florida. Having now also stepped into talent buying for six bars around Austin, she is also now also producing Austin's first queer country festival, Outlaw Pride Fest. Because what's more outlaw than being queer in country music? The festival will take place on October 23rd at Rustic Tap on West 6th with suggested donations at the door benefiting out youth. Hello, my friend. (laughs) Hello. You can't do like jazz hands as I'm reading because I get very distracted. (laughs) sorry about that it's no please don't apologize it's (laughs) literally the best thing ever um I am so excited to chat with you one I think the first time we met was when I was still doing out radio with Chase and oh yeah that makes sense uh Lane back in the back in the good old day when I were on I miss that show so much Um, I love those boys they are a hoot and a half let me Mm -hmm. let me tell you um, but yeah, so we met because you had come on to perform back then when I was young and vibrant and full of life and energy. Me too. Um, ugh, truly. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about Outlaw Pride Fest. Obviously, one, because it's you. <clears throat> Two, because it's country music with queer folks. So double yeah. I'm in. And then also it's benefiting out youth, which is where I used to work and I love them. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I just basically kind of it's, it's something that has been on my mind for a couple of years. Um, a couple of years ago, a sort of like a webzine or web blog called Country Queer popped up. And Dale, uh, he is actually based out of San Francisco area. He created this thing. And basically, it's just a webzine dedicated to country queers, you know, any queer in country music. And so they, every... I don't know, every couple of days or so, they have an article come out about somebody new that we don't really know about that's queer in country music. And that can be anybody from, you know, 
Orville pecked little Nas all the way down to the little guys who growing up in small town, whatever. Um, so it's been really exciting over the last couple of years for all of us little queer country artists in our own little islands kind of join together and connect the dots and start becoming more of a community. Um, I kind of think that a lot of times, especially when you're queer in country music in the middle of nowhere, Texas or Virginia or whatever, it's pretty easy to feel like an island. So it's pretty nice that all of us now have like a little place to kind of come together. And, you know, there was a time during the pandemic when, you know, Dale just kind of does this as a passion project himself. And so he was having a hard time with the pandemic as everybody else was and jobs and stuff like that. And he's like, I don't even know if I should continue doing this. And then everyone was like, no, please don't stop because we need each other. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I guess really everything in my life has kind of come together for this festival. Um, I, you know, being a musician for 20 plus years, I've been working around the scene. And then also I got kind of into the talent buying position where I book bands for several clubs around town. And a lot of that, that started maybe about five years ago with Rustic Tap, but uh, really grew after the pandemic too. Well, we're still in it, but whatever. After the major part of it. Yeah. Um, where, you know, a lot of these bars had shut down. They decided they wanted to do music. They maybe decided they wanted to go to somebody else, whatever, the, or maybe they just opened. Maybe they were a new bar after the pandemic. Um, either way, word got around about me and people like me as a talent buyer because I know so many musicians mm -hmm. and then musicians like me in the position because they know that I'm one of them. So it works out really well. So I've been able to, I mean, there's just been different parts in my life. Like when I was 20 years old, I worked for an organization called Clean Water Action. And when I was 20 years old, they were like, hey, we know you're a musician. We put together the CD of all the musicians that work here. And then we give it away at our auction. And immediately my head was like, why do you give it away? <laughs> why don't you sell it? Mm. And so like, I ended up taking on this huge project like I do, where I got a bunch of more famous Austin musicians at the time, like Patrice Pike when she was with Sister Seven, or maybe it was her band right afterwards, but um, MC Overlord, uh, Schrodinger's Cat, all those guys got them together and we did a benefit concert and CD for Clean Water Action. And it was, I, I mean, I had one other woman helping me and maybe a little bit of the staff, but I don't know, 20 year old Julie just thought, had all the piss and vinegar in the world and thought, yeah, let's do this. And uh, it was a good learning experience and I never did it again until, or had the idea to do it again until now, because I think it's something that I just need to be passionate about. I don't think I would run festivals every day of my life just for fun but <laughs> um yeah anyway so when the time came for me to start thinking about uh, a queer country festival it just made sense that it would be me because I am well connected with Dale at Country Queer and he knows a lot of the artists and I know some of the artists from booking them at Rustic Tap and uh I know all the music stuff and it was just it all just kind of came together 
I'm really excited about this. I think about my love of country and growing up in Connecticut, everyone's like, you can't love country, but I do. Yes, you so, can. Thank you. Yes, you can. I grew We have country concerts up in Connecticut, people. Rascal Flats um, oh, yeah. used to come every year and they were obviously my favorite. But, you know, <clears throat> I, I like it all. Like the old stuff. Reba is literally my favorite. You can't tell me nothing about Reba. So in the tricks, any hoodles. Um, so I'm like very excited for this to like, one, get to know local artists more, obviously, but two, like, yeah. I just feel like everybody likes some sort of country. Like, I feel like country always yeah. tells a story way Absolutely. more than like other genres of music. So anytime anybody ever says to me, I don't like country music, I say, well, I don't think that you're listening to the right type of country music. Correct. And by right type of country music, I mean, whatever connects with you. Right. There's so you many know, country artists. There's so many, and there's so many different styles of country mm-hmm. because you have country that's your radio friendly bro country or mm-hmm. Nashville country that's a little more clean and polished. And you also have like alternative country where it's a little more raw and it's a little more connected to maybe the punk scene or it's maybe connected to Americana or it's kind of, I mean, there's so many general blond- blendings and all this kind of stuff. Like you just haven't found. most people would be surprised at how much they actually like country music yeah and I think it's also super interesting like I think so many people connect country to like quote like heterosexuality like it's very Mm -hmm. it can feel very much like boys like girls girls like boys there's only two genders and so I think for girls in short shorts and trucks and beer yeah totally yeah yeah there's like a quintessential (laughs) idea of country music so for y'all to be doing this and like be branching out I feel like it's so exciting so I'm like I'm ex- I'm 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 thrilled like I'm yeah so, I'm so ready for this me too I mean I'm tired of hearing songs from you know cis white dudes about liking whiskey and women in trucks I want to hear songs from like a non-binary person of color who is some sort of queer that has an affection for trucks and beer and women or whatever you know like give me some different perspectives yeah so That's can you tell I mean. us like some of the artists who are coming up and what drew you to them? Absolutely. Um, first of all, my headliner, who I knew I wanted to be my headliner from the beginning, was is uh, Jamie Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie's a friend of mine. She's from Nashville. We're based out of there right now. Uh, originally from California, I believe. She is, she, I've had her play a couple of times at Rustic Tap. Um, she's been on the rise for the last several years. And she came out last year, both as a queer artist and also with a phenomenal album called uh, Neon Cross. And Neon Cross did really well. I mean, unfortunately releasing during a pandemic, that's hard, but it did really well considering. And it's kind of the quintessential country album really. And it was a great way for her to come out as well. And she, she's had a really long journey and I think a fascinating story. so I, I knew immediately that I wanted her to be my headliner. Um, she did that last record with Shooter Jennings. And yeah, she's just a great artist. Um, and she's kind of been my cheerleader through this whole thing too. She knew that I wanted to do it. And, you know, it, it, this whole year has kind of been up and down a lot too, like with COVID numbers and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, trying to put an event together is pretty freaking insane right now. Mm-hmm. Um admittedly and at first it was like well are we going to do this during maybe we can do this during the summer you know during like june during pride 
And then, you know, things started rising. And also it was just, I mean, when things kind of first initially started to open up again, it was March. And at the time I thought it was insane to try to put together something for June with that short amount of time. Turns out I'm putting this together in like two or three months, but anyway, but um, at first we thought June and then we had to push back. And then I think we thought maybe August to go along with Austin Pride. And then of course that canceled and Mm -hmm. we all held our breath for a little while until finally it was like, well, it's either October or, you know, maybe next year. And I knew I wanted to go ahead and try to figure out how to do it this year. And the thing is, luckily, you know, Rustic Tap is uh, all outdoors and they're actually very um, COVID savvy. They've been working, you know, they've got everything kind of spaced out if you need it and that kind of stuff. And they've got all their menus on QR codes and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, so Jamie's kind of been my cheerleader throughout having to move it and having to figure this out. And uh, it's been a really nice. Um, and then also a few, a lot of the local artists are actually kind of personal friends of mine too. Um, I knew that I wanted you know, Emily Herring is from San Marcos. She's fantastic. Um, got a real like old time country sound, which I love. Um, Kristen Davidson uh, out of Harden, Hard, Hardened and Tempered. They're, uh, Kristen and Carolyn, they're a great duo. Um, they're good friends of mine. I knew them from an organization called Girl Guitar where we taught women how to play guitar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got amazing vocals together. I think they were produced with Lloyd Maines, a couple of records with him. Um, Devin Jake, I knew I wanted. He's the honky tonk angel, sings. <laughs> he sings uh, a lot of old classic country songs normally sung by women, like Dolly and Loretta. He calls it, I think it's old time, old lady country. That's what it is, old lady country. Uh, he plays pretty regularly at the White Horse. He's a sweetheart, and I knew I wanted him on board. Um, also I don't really know them as well, but like Melissa Carper with the Buffalo gals, they play at Sagebrush and she's been getting a lot of good press, uh, with her last album, Daddy's Country Gold. Um, and I knew I wanted her on board because she's been getting a lot of national press and is also local. Um, and I like their band a lot too. She does, they definitely have a little old timey sound to them. Um, and then I also have Adeem the artist. They are from Knoxville. And um, Adeem, I actually know through my friend Alden Hedges, who will also be playing. Alden is a bass player for American Aquarium. And he sings and plays regularly at Rustic Tap. He hosts the song swap, kind of like I do. And um, Adeem was uh, opening for American Aquarium earlier this year, I guess, a couple months ago. And Alden was like, hey, you should get a demon on this. And took a listen. And I love their perspective as well. Um, it's a little more on, on your old, on your like folkier side of country. But great songs. Um, I'm, I'm going to screw it up. I can't think of the title right now, unfortunately. But um, Adeem the Artist, be sure to look them up. They're great. And Adeem kind of connected me to Jet Holden because <clears throat> I wanted to be pretty inclusive on this. And unfortunately, I, there's not a lot of 
people of color that are also openly queer that are also in country. Um, and I know a few of them and I asked a few of them, but unfortunately, again, I've, this is kind of thrown together in the last few months. So a lot of people are already busy, but um, Jet is a wonderful black country artist also out of Tennessee. I wanna say Knoxville too, but I could be wrong. Um, and he's actually connected with the Black Opry, which is amazing. If you need to, if you haven't heard of it, check it out. The Black Opry is basically black country artists, right? And Jet and his manager, I think his manager, Holly, actually might be in charge or put it together or part of it, I don't know. But um, they highlight, they actually just had a showcase at Americana Fest this year, a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> and the, yeah, the Black, Black Opry is, pretty amazing and I, I think it's great to see all these different communities kind of building each other up um I want to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody let me look at my notes <laughs> as you look at your notes I am even more obsessed now because as a black person who loves country only people I ever really see are Darius and Mickey yeah. and I'm like okay I'm ready bring it yeah. bring me bring me the artist so yeah, no, totally. I agree. Um, and I love Mickey, you know, she's got great vocals. Um, and of course, Hootie, <laughs> who doesn't love Hootie? But yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many more, so many more. And we just, and just like the LGBT plus community, you know, you get kind of shoved aside a lot out of the spotlight. And I think it's great that in the last several years, we're basically just demanding the spotlight at this point. But I did forget one of my biggest headliners. Uh, Lavender Country is coming, which is huge and amazing for me. Um, Lavender Country is the very first documented uh, gay country band. They came out with an album in 1979, I believe. Shit. I could be wrong. (laughs) 1970 something. Mm -hmm. They are from Seattle, Washington. And they are radically queer and I love it. Um, songs like Crying These Cocks Fucking Tears, for instance, which is pretty amazing. I almost for forgot my 19... water. <laughs> I know, right? I should have warned you. Which is pretty amazing for 1970, whatever. Yeah. And the eighties, you know? And it's, I think it is his story, his name's Patrick uh, as a lead singer. His story is amazing in the way that like, you know, everyone's like, I want to be famous and you know everyone's telling the music industry you got to be famous by like 30 that's like your cutoff otherwise you're screwed right Right. you're too old blah 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 blah. entertainment industry bullshit like that well Patrick you know he started this amazing thing and was so ahead of his time and then you know he was a pariah for that song and he was a pariah for being so radically queer at the time and then you know, he didn't get, he didn't have the due that he deserved. And then, you know, cut to however many years later we are now, suddenly they're basically the grandpappy of queer country, you know? Um, And he's been recognized by the Country Music Hall of Fame even, I think. But uh, anyway, I'm excited to have them. I'm lucky because they just happened to be doing a show in San Antonio that night at the Lonesome Rose. With another fellow queer artist that I love, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. They were unable to do my festival though because of a uh, conflict with Old Settlers. They're playing Old Settlers that weekend. Selfish. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to Sarah. I do love her. Um, but yeah, I was I was extremely, 
I think I saw online or something that they had released tickets for that San Antonio show. And I was like, you are not going to believe this, but I am running a queer country festival on the same day. Is there any way you could do the next set? The same day. (laughs) Yeah. Same day, actually. He's going to be doing two sets that day. So they're going to open us up at three o'clock, which is amazing to me that there's going to be this loud, boisterous, radically queer band at 3 p.m. downtown. Love that. So it's just so it's just that Saturday, the 23rd. It is just that Saturday. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I can do multiple days yet. This is the first year. Now that people know, we're going to let people know about it. So next year you have to plan by yourself and we can have days going. I'm good with that. Yeah. We're going to speak it into existence. Um, So you're having this very queer, very country festival Mm -hmm. benefiting out youth. So I need people who don't know, need to know about out youth. Um, So I can give my spiel as a person who worked there, or you can give your spiel as a person who was raising funds for for them. Either way, um, I love out youth because every single artist that I've actually added to this bill has sort of said the same thing to me man, I wish this was alive or this Mm -hmm. was happening when I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's what, like a youth group basically for queer queer kids. Um, And I love those kids, man. I- they're the coolest. Like they're like every they're so single cool. every single youth I worked with at all youth. Like I'm still there's one I'm still really close with. They're actually at Harvard right now. Nice. Um, but like the coolest, most radical kids I've totally. ever met. And like just sitting and listening to them talk, I'm like the kids are okay. Like they are going yeah. to save us. They know who they are. They are just all of them are just freaking fantastic. So a hundred percent. I I taught. Uh, I actually. I mean, I've always had an eye on out youth since I was first moved here in late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I went to a couple of their sh- like, I mean, early fundraisers at Gabby and Bo's back in mm-hmm. the day, which is this old coffee shop, lesbian coffee shop that used to exist. And, um, you know, I've gone to several of the galas as a guest or whatever, but yeah, I taught a guitar lesson in 2019 there with the kiddos. I taught them how to play Jolene and you, the kids are all right man they're super cool and they're fun to to hang out with and they're you know I don't know it was amazing it was an amazing experience yeah I mean I worked there I was um in charge of fundraising and our like communications and marketing when I was there for two three years um so I got to like just be with the kids in passing and so my office was like in the living room so it was we used to be out of we still have the house but now we also have like a we they also have an office in on the other side of town now but once an out youth always an out youth always like i was like Ugh. and i'm still obviously like, super connected to all the staff there and i sure. love them um also a plug their gala's coming up in november people so if you also want to support them there's another mm-hmm. way um but yeah they've been around since 1990 and they provide space for not only queer youth all along the queer spectrum but also partners and parents and teachers and they do therapy and group therapy and just like such a wraparound service. Um, they do a lot of care around trans care and health care mm-hmm. around that issue, about those issues. And, you know, we had a clothing closet for a while and uh, just, I could, I love out youth. I feel like, like you're saying, everyone loves out youth once you like know and you're like, oh my God, I wish mm-hmm. every single person, I wish this was around when I was younger. And, I know. you know, I always tell people like, I was super lucky. I didn't come out until I was 26 and I am super fortunate that my family was, is very supportive. Um, but I think that's also why I work there. I was like, I wanted to be able to be a part of 
a space that gave that sort of support, not only to the youth and their supporters, but also people all over Austin. So totally. I mean, yeah. when I was, when I came out, wasn't so great at the time, but yeah. it takes the West Texas parents and family some time to get used to it. But, you know, at the time, my only, I mean, I grew up in Abilene, Texas, which is very small and conservative and blah, blah, blah. And at the time, the only community, uh, gay community that I had were the gay bars. I was mm. 16 years old. Ha ha, you can't get me for this, I don't think. I think the statute, statute of limitation. limitations yeah, yeah. is over now. It's, it's gone. But I was totally <laughs> sneaking into the gay bars at 16 years old, you know, and I was, I wasn't even, didn't care about drinking. I wasn't drinking, but I was, you know, I want to be where the queers are, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I want to see them laughing and talking and dancing. Just existing. And being queer. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in some ways that's amazing because you get to see adult people living, you know, at least openly inside these walls, openly queer and, and having an amazing time, but also it is a bar atmosphere. So, you know, maybe that's not exactly the most constructive for a 16 year old. But, you know, that's why I'm so excited that things like Out Youth work or are existing. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I will be sure to link to everything in the show notes. I will share this out on social, make sure everyone can hear about it. Um, and I hope also, see- I do want to say yes. real quick yeah, yeah. that this is also going to be live streamed. <gasps> Julie, I want to make sure everybody knows you buried this. the lead here. I know. I'm so sorry. Listen, this is not only in person. This will also be live streamed on the Rustic Tap page, Facebook page. So cool. And we can take donations on the Facebook page as well. Yes, you can. Yes, because we'll we'll be sure to. (laughs) Well, I will be sure to link to the live. That changes so much. You can watch it. I'll be back in town by then. But I'm just... I'm not happy that the pandemic happened, obviously, but I love that we have now made things more accessible for people and made us think outside the box. So you, if you don't live in Texas and you want to still support this amazing event and out youth, this is your way. So Mm -hmm. I will put everything in the show notes. I've loved this conversation. We'll have to have you back to talk about just your life as an artist, because I feel like you have one of the most interesting stories I've ever heard. Um, But as Everyone knows I like to end with a palate cleanser sort of question, although this conversation has been beautiful. Um, And that conversation is a two part. So you get to decide that question is a two part question. Um, And the question is, what is the best advice you were ever given? Or what is a piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Okay, well, for my younger self, it would be put down the booze and get to work. Stop wasting time. Mm. (laughs) Because I've been sober now two years and it's been over two years I guess now but it's been amazing to see like I almost feel like I'm picking back up where I left off at like 20 21 mm-hmm. but that's neither here nor there for anybody else I I like to say you know it it's kind of goes along the whole thing of like the best advice is no advice or whatever except that I think that advice is helpful as far as maybe a little bit of guidance but I do feel like you have to always remember that advice comes from somebody else's perspective. Mm. So first and foremost, you've got to build and trust your gut. 
Well, that is it anyway. for this week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at thetewithbrie at gmail.com and visit the website, thetewithbreepodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or where you get your podcasts. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will talk to y'all later this week. Bye.